Headliner Radio, the creative voice. Hello and welcome to the Headliner Radio podcast where today we are joined by James Newman who provided the UK entry for this year's Eurovision, the, the song Embers. Uh, James, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Really good. Just uh, stuck in quarantine, so having a good time now, taking it easy. <laughs> nice. I imagine that's quite nice after the last, uh, you know, what was it been now, six days. Um, what, what, what has this past <laughs> week been like for you? Um, last week was absolutely crazy, um, and this week has been, I've just been in the house, so <laughs> it's like two two polar opposites. But um, yeah, it's been, a, I've been through a really mad time. <laughs> yeah. How how has it sort of been, you know, in balance? I mean, you know, you know, obviously, as you say, commiserations for the outcome last week with the results. You know, it's a shame to see that happen, but presumably, there's so much more uh, around uh, the contest and and everything that you've been doing. Like beyond that, has it been an overall enjoyable experience? You know, t- tell us what it's been like being part of Eurovision. Yeah. It's been one of the best experiences of my life. You know, I got into this. Well, A, it's taken two years to get to that point as well, you know, because last year got cancelled. So, you know, I've put in like so much work and it's been and it's been an amazing learning experience. Um, I've learned so much about performing on stage. I've learned so much about vocals, you know, so many things that I've learned. Um, but yeah, the whole Eurovision experience was mad. Everyone was going, oh, you're not going to, you know, you won't be able to understand what it's like until you get there. And it really isn't. <clears throat> it's like a whole... It's like this big well-oiled machine and it's just, it's like going to watch someone at the O2, but then like times two million, it's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the atmosphere is amazing. There's fans waiting outside everywhere and um, <clears throat> it's just, it was just amazing. I mean, and then I got to perform in front of millions of people on, on Saturday night and I also got to perform uh, like in the rehearsals, you know, they're such big big moments as well you know there's there's an audience in in there so most nights you're singing to an audience so it's like we did five nights at the the high yeah (laughs) (laughs) which was brilliant and and you get to learn from you know from the the technology and the staging and stuff like that and there's you know there's all these um, the best people in the world working on on the kind of staging and stuff so it's really really an amazing experience yeah, I can imagine it must be amazing. Like you said, that kind of audience and that kind of production, it's uh there's there's probably nothing else quite like it, I imagine. Um no, it's, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously going into the contest, um I would assume it was probably spoken about at some point given our sort of fairly recent history in the competition that we don't tend to perform particularly well on the night. Um were you kind of prepared that for that to possibly be the case and also how much kind of thought goes into you know the rest of the uh kind of opportunity that there is with eurovision because of, of course there's the score on the night but then as you just mentioned you've got this enormous audience not just you know there in the room all over the world p- people watching all over the planet not just in europe how how much do you uh, kind of consider the other aspects of eurovision uh, aside from just you know what your score is on the night i mean for me the score was like the last thing that was on my mind really there was the, all the other things getting to, you know, to reach so many new people, so many new fans who I've had so many nice comments from and who are now, um, like, listening to my music and helping me get to the top of the charts, which is, you know, happening right now. My song's been in the top of the iTunes chart all week and it looks like it's going to go to the top 40 because of, you know, this opportunity and getting to reach fans. And, Brilliant. And people in the fans in the Eurovision community are so supportive, which is amazing. So 
that's one amazing thing about it. Um, and for me, it was, the, yeah, the opportunity to sing in front of millions of people. And, and I think um, it was in the back of my head that we might come last, but I was, I was just saying, look, if we put in a good effort and we're, we're sure that we're bringing the best of British, then, you know, we can't, you know, we can't do any more. And I think writing songs is, a, it's just based on people's opinions. So you can't guarantee that people are going to like what you do. Or when you do your performance, you can't guarantee people are going to like it. So for me, I was just like, let's just do the best we can, have the most fun we can, really enjoy it because it's an opportunity that you probably only do once in your life. And so I just, I was just trying to take in every moment because it was, it was just so fun. So yeah, I just, I just think you've got to look at the, the whole thing and the whole positives of it and, and not focus on <clears throat> any of the negatives. Even when we got uh, no points, the whole audience did a standing ovation and was clapping <laughs> me. I was like, that's pretty good. <laughs> well, yeah, Everyone I, in that room loved us that night, so I was, I was happy, you know. That's brilliant. I mean, your, your reaction was great as well, you know, and it, and it did look like you had a fantastic time. Uh, you know, you did look like someone who was having, having a lot of fun while they were doing it, which is, of course, the most important thing. Um, yeah, I was wondering if, like, if you had any words of advice for people that might potentially be considering entering in another year, I, I've always wondered whether artists might be slightly put off by the the fact that we don't tend to rank very highly on the night. It doesn't really matter too much what the song is or any of that kind of thing. It's just sort of entrenched in Eurovision over the last 20, 30 years that we don't perform particularly well on the night. Um, yeah. So yeah, how much would you kind of say to people don't, don't necessarily think too much about that. How much other opportunity is there? You know, it, that shouldn't be enough presumably to put you off of entering. I mean, you just got to look at what's happened to me since I've done it, you know, like the opportunities that I've had um, from doing it. You know, I've had the opportunity to speak to people like yourself. I've had such a great promo run. My music has been heard by millions of people. And I think for me, it's like, don't worry about it too much. And if you can, if you can make a difference, if you can, like get us to the top of the leaderboard then you will be crowned as a hero so it's a quite a good challenge and that for me that was the challenge i was like i'm going to just going to try and do my best and see what happens and if it, it doesn't happen i'm doing it for you know i was seeing it as like a tv performance to launch my artist career but also to to do something fun something exciting to be in an experience that you wouldn't usually be in so i think if someone who does it next year just sees it as that and just thinks like, <clears throat> what can they do? Also, if you listen to the songs that did really well, maybe they were, they were a lot different to my song um, uh, in, in style and everything. So, you know, it's kind of what, you can't tell what people want. So next year, whoever enters might change, you know, they might write the song that everyone wants without knowing. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So <laughs> did did I think you? It's, Sorry, go on. I think what I've learned through the whole music industry is you can never really tell, you know. <clears throat> the amount of songs I've written for other artists and you think it's going to be a big hit and then it's not because it just doesn't work out and it's that's just how it works in the music industry and there's no guarantees so yeah. but you just got to keep trying otherwise then you won't get anywhere <laughs> of course yeah I mean did you um did you have any personal favorites on the night um uh last week well I really liked John's tears because he was such a nice guy uh, I think his voice was amazing. I think his performance was amazing. Uh, I really like Destiny from Malta. Uh, I really like Victoria from Bulgaria. And obviously the Italian rock band was really cool. And yeah. like, so totally different to what you would expect to win Eurovision, wasn't it? So, yeah, absolutely. Really cool. cool. So what's coming next for you then? Uh, you know, obviously you've had a bit of a whirlwind couple of weeks, I imagine. 
Um, yeah. What happens next? Uh, so I'm going to put out my next single, which I'm finishing off at the moment. Um, I'm going to uh, work on my album, which is going to be hopefully out in the next year. Um, I'm going to write for other people. I've got loads of sessions coming up with big artists, which I'm lucky enough to be able to do, which is really fun. And I've not done that for a while because I've been focusing on Eurovision. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, I can't wait to get my next song out and, and see what happens and, and use this platform that I've had to kind of reach people to play to play my music to people. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun year and, and I get to actually go into the studio and finish my, finish an al- my first album, which is really exciting. One thing that I've wanted to do my whole life. So brilliant. Excited to do that. I mean, how, how does it um, compare? Not necessarily, you know, do, do you have a preference, but the difference between writing for yourself, you know, performing as an artist in your own right and then writing for other artists. Cause like you said, you've written songs for you know, numerous artists. Um, what, what are the kind of key differences between writing a song for someone else and then writing for you and for your own album? Um, <clears throat> I think there's a lot more, you have to, when you're writing for someone else, they're kind of in charge of what they want. So you're just kind of there to facilitate with lyrics and ideas and stuff like that and concepts. But usually they're, it's, you know, they're like, oh, well, I want this or I want it to sound like this. But when it's yourself, you're kind of like in control of everything. And I work with other writers and producers like um, to work on my stuff. So it's, it's, it's just like you kind of move roles which is a weird kind of feeling sometimes because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm doing the artist role now, which is d- different to where you, I've spent my life being, being the kind of songwriter role. So, but it is a different process and it's a different um, feeling when you hear like your songs on the radio when you've written them for someone else, it's like great. And then when it's you, it's like, whoa, <laughs> <laughs> it's a different feeling because it's like you've written it and you're singing it. And, but the pressure's more on you to kind of, to promote it and do well and, you know, go out there and get people to listen to it. Whereas when you write the song, you're kind of relying on the, the artist to kind of do that and you just sit back and enjoy the kind of yeah. the peace of not having to do that. <laughs> <laughs> For those who, who maybe aren't aware, um, who are some of the artists that you've uh, written with or written for, um, you know, down the years? So I started off by writing with Rudimental. I wrote a song called Waiting All Night, um, which was a Brit award-winning song. And then... Um, my brother's called John Newman, um, so we wrote a song for him and Calvin Harris called Blame. Uh, I've written for Ed Sheeran uh, and Rudy Mental. Uh, I've written for Little Mix, Kesha, Backstreet Boys, um, Louis Tomlinson. Um, it's quite a heavyweight people. list, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zen. Yeah. Um, yeah, quite a few. <laughs> yeah, that's an impressive list. I mean, do you feel any added pressure when you're writing for those artists, or are you able to just kind of free yourself? Obviously, you're thinking about what they want, and you know they're they're ultimately in charge of where that song goes. But are you able to just kind of you know filter that out and just think purely about the song, or is it always in your mind? Um, you know, uh, what are they going to think of this? How's it going to sound coming out of their mouth? That kind of thing. I think so. Yeah, I think the thing is, you kind of by the time you're writing together, you've got a lot of trust between each other. And um, it's just, it's just, um, just trial and error. I think with, with writing songs as well, you know, sometimes, yeah, like you can sing some, I could sing something that sounds good and then someone else sings it and it might not sound the same or vice versa. Like you sing something and then they sing it and it sounds even better. So mm. um, <clears throat> I think it's just, it's just getting to know each other and starting a nice, rela- a good relationship, but like where you trust 
Yeah. Just the other person is really important, I think. Okay, cool. Um, and as for um, your new material, um, upcoming album, uh, etc., is there any plans for live dates at the moment, or is that something that's a little bit too hard to, to schedule for at the moment? Um, well, definitely going to start looking looking to get in some, because I'd love to start playing live. I haven't sang for like two years, apart from Eurovision. Yeah. That was the first time I'd sang in two years live. So wow. um, we're going to start looking at putting dates together and, um, yeah, just get out there and be part of getting the live music industry going again because it's, you know, there's so many people that have been out of work and it's it's horrible. So I'd love to be someone who can to be a, bit, be a part of that. So, yeah, definitely live yeah. dates on the horizon. Brilliant. How, how did it feel performing live? You said it's the first time in, you know, two years. Um, did, did it kind of... Yeah, what was that feeling like? And for that first performance in that length of time to be something as huge as Eurovision? <laughs> it was pretty... I mean, at first it was a bit nerve-wracking. Well, yeah. I mean, the rehearsals the rehearsals were the great thing about it because first rehearsal, first day we got there, just got off the plane, just got on, just got on the stage. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. <laughs> so that was a, a mad feeling. But throughout the week we did loads of rehearsals and then this night having audience members. So... The feeling was just, it's such a buzz, you know. When you sing and people react to something you're doing, especially like, you know, when they're singing the words, singing along to a song you've written, it's just like crazy. So, yeah, it was a really um, amazing experience to, to kind of, the first time I played live to be the biggest gig of my life. <laughs> yeah, it should be quite easy from here on in, right? If you've got that yeah, one no, out of the way. Can't get any tougher than that. No. <laughs> so, um as for the rest of the year, do you have any uh, dates uh, kind of lined up for when we might hear new music, for when the album might be released? So I'm just finishing off my for ne- my next single, so we're just going to try and get that out as soon as possible. Just just got to do a few things like mix it, master it, and stuff like that, and then find the perfect time to put it out. And then my album, I just really want to spend the summer um, finishing it off because it's been so hard to be in you know i like to be in the room with people as well i've been doing a lot of writing on zoom but i think to get the right vibe you know to get it all together i'd like to go away for like a week or two to a studio and just take loads of mates and some beers (laughs) and you know put put the songs together you know yeah so i think um like towards the end of the year i'll have my album ready to go with a few more songs before that and got some features coming out with um with DJs, which will kind of be a fun thing to do. Maybe get to go and sing in some cool places with the DJs, which is always fun. Cool. That'd be good. Is there anyone there that you can tell us about at this stage or is that, um, is that still kind of under wraps? It's still under wraps at the minute, but one of them's (laughs) nearly started. I'll be able to tell everyone soon. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Oh, well, you know, we wish you all the very best with, um, with the, the record and, um, thanks very much once again for joining us. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. You too. Thank you very much. Cheers. Thank you. Headliner Radio, supporting the creative community.